Welcome to Leo Rising, a tarot and creative intuition podcast. My name is Jenna Fox, and I'm an educator, writer, tarot reader, Reiki master, and queer mystical mama. What I'm not is an expert. So if you're a seeker, if you have a curious mind, and if you're interested in esoteric topics, then this is the podcast for you, and I'm so excited to have you on the journey. So let's get started, shall we? On today's episode, I'm going to talk with you about using a tarot app on your phone to gain confidence before you go out and buy yourself a tarot deck. So there was a long gap in time between when I bought my archetype deck and started using it as flashcards to understand the different archetypes from more than just a literature mythology perspective to really start um, diving in to see how they impacted me, understanding my own psyche, but then also using them sort of loosely in my counseling sessions and kind of just even using them as a perspective to help me kind of identify with clients. Um, And so before I actually bought a tarot deck and started doing tarot readings, you know, personally or professionally, I really started by reading online. And I think part of that was I wasn't really willing to admit to myself or I wasn't ready to admit to myself yet that tarot was the direction that I was actually heading in, that I was interested in that. And I'm not sure if that's my upbringing or I just liked um, to kind of gain a little bit more information and insight before I just sort of announced to the world or even to myself that that is something that I am going to be doing in my life. So I came across an article actually on Autostraddle a few years ago, and it was written by Beth Maiden, who is a tarot reader in the UK, and she has the littleredtarot.com, which is something that I would highly recommend going through her. She has a, uh, like a six-week self-guided course that's really inexpensive and she was writing these weekly columns for this website that I really enjoyed um, reading and in each of the columns it had a different aspect of tarot but there was this one where it actually was something that prompted me to make um, an action in my life and that was it was titled something to the to the effect of the fool's journey um, eight different tarot apps to use in your practice I believe is something that it was called I'll link to that in the show notes at any rate I was reading through this article and there was all these different tarot apps that Beth was featuring and I got intrigued and I'm not quite sure if it's just because my phone is such a private area of my life um, but I went onto the internet and I got a tarot app. So the one that I use now, she had, you know, eight, I think listed. And I used the first one that was on her, on her recommendation, which was the fool's dog. And so here's something that I would suggest for people that are interested in tarot, but maybe not really ready to, you know, go the full commitment. A a lot of tarot decks cost, especially if you're using a deck that isn't just 
the traditional Ryder Smith weight deck, which you can find now, I think, on Amazon for like $14 in the Centennial tin, which is something that I just purchased. And I'll get to that, um, you know, in later episodes, the different decks that I now actually do have. Um, but cost is sometimes prohibitive. I mean, there are different decks out there that are $48, $72, you know, it can run um, pretty expensive. And I wasn't sure that I wanted to just go down to my local bookstore um, and purchase one. So the tarot app that I downloaded was called Fool's Dog. And I found it on the Android Play Store, and I am sure that there is, you know, an Apple version of it as well. But what I really liked about it was that it was only $2.99. And with that, there were so many different options of tarot decks to choose from. There was the sampler one, which had like different cards from different decks. But as I was scrolling through the different um, options, I was like, wow, this technology is amazing. Because not only was the entire deck included in the actual app, but the book, the guidebook was also included as well as spreads and, and things like that. So people may be wondering, well, how would, okay, so I'm on this, you know, I've decided that I'm going to download an app and I'm on the site and I'm looking through all of the different decks. How do you even pick? So I'm going to say the cheesy, like go with your intuition, right? Because that's what I did. And I'm going to give you a little, um, insight into how I picked the tarot deck that I did. I went with the Shadowscapes tarot deck, which is by Stephanie Law, and I picked it to be completely 100% honest because the whole suit of wands has foxes featured. That's right. I went with my last name is Fox, and I have a sort of funny or kind of obsessive little like love of foxes since I've been married. And so that is honestly the reason why I picked the deck I did is because I love foxes. And so I would say for anyone who is thinking about a tarot deck or a tarot app and trying to figure out what deck to pick, it's like, go with something that seems interesting or go with something that seems funny or draws to you like maybe you love mermaids or witches or fairies or cats or you know um klimt art or mucha art like there's so many different tarot decks out there and the fool's dog has so many options that it's like I would just say pick one that is interesting right like for 2.99 or 3.99 because I think some of them are a little bit pricier, you really can't go wrong. Because if you were to buy three or four, it would still not even equal the same amount as if you were to go out and buy one deck with a guidebook. 
So I picked the shadowscapes because of the foxes and I really loved the other imagery um, on the cards. I was just felt really drawn to it. And I'm pretty sure that I had seen the um, images before on those um, tarot blogs and tarot in the column that um, Beth was using in that Fool's Journey um, column on Autostraddle. And I had seen that there were foxes. So it was something that I had kind of a little bit of um, exposure to. So there I am with a tarot app. And I, I think that the thing I really liked about it was the accessibility of having it on your phone. Now, I'm sure that there are people who think, oh, okay, well, how is this not just like a party trick, right? Or or cell phone game. But for me, that's what I actually needed in order to get up the courage to buy a physical deck and interact with it. So if I'm being perfectly honest, after I made the couple dollar purchase of the Fool's Dog um, Tarot Shadowscapes deck, which comes with an entire access to the, the guidebook, right? Um, which is like $30 in itself. And it's, it's, it was really a money saving thing. I actually went and bought the deck, the physical shadowscapes deck with the guidebook because I loved the imagery so much. And I felt so drawn to it after seeing it on my phone. But for the first I would say year, maybe year and a half of being interested in tarot, I had the physical deck in my in my possession, but I didn't interact with it as much um, because it was so much easier to just have my phone around. So the way my phone works is that I'm able to have different widgets on my home screen. And one of them is not just the little app that I can open Shadowscapes, but an actual like a card of the day widget. And so there it was on my home screen. And every time I logged in, you know, to check Facebook or Instagram or email or just dink around on my phone or text a friend, I would see the card of the day. And this was invaluable is just to have an image and the words. And if I, you know, was not doing anything, I would, I would tap on it and it, the image of the card would, would pop up. But then if I tapped again on it, it would like turn the card over and there would be the words from the guidebook. Um, included. And so I was able to just kind of start exploring the different cards by an image and then reading some of the words without having to lay everything out, go through a whole ritual, go through a whole process, bring out my physical book and find it. And so that's how I managed to just sort of get interested in this and start exploring. That's one of the great things about this actual, this actual app is that there was, um, different ways to explore and do readings. So they have an explore button, um, in the app and you can just like look at the different cards. So some days I would just kind of scroll through, look at the pictures, read some of the readings. I was still in that mindset that I needed to memorize every different reading, um, every different explanation of the cards, memorize all the different reading card spreads. 
And so I did that for like the first year. I really just explored, you know, kind of on the daily. And it was probably like a few months after um, getting the app that I started to try to do actual readings with it. And what I mean by actual readings is not just exploring the cards, not just doing the little like shuffle and pick a card. I was saying, okay, I'm going to ask the tarot a question, or I'm going to be coming to it to explore an idea. And then I would look at the, the screen and I would pick the area because it has, you know, one card, past, present, future. There's like just the, the standard Celtic cross. But each of the different reading spreads would give a little explanation of what they were good for. And so I started to actually approach it as I would approach a physical deck. And I had a healthy dose of skepticism because it's a cell phone, right? So I'm holding my phone. I'm not holding a physical deck of cards. And I'm like, I know that the actual app is created by an algorithm, right? So I'm imagining some stereotypical nerdy white guy in a cubicle somewhere coding this tarot app. And I'm thinking, how, how could this possibly be relevant to my life, right? Like I'm drawn to these images, but nothing is going to, you know, come up and nothing is going to speak to me. It's all just going to be random and like playing, you know, the lottery or just playing like a slot machine. And so I would start to say, okay, um, you know, I'm struggling with like motherhood or what advice should I be thinking about my job? And the Fool's Dog app has a way to, to keep track of readings and a journal feature. So I would look up, let's say a past, present, future is like, what is, what am I going through with my life right now? And I would do the reading and I could turn over each card individually. And then I could, you know, look at the image, do my own research, kind of read about that card. But then it also had a, uh, an option to just go right to the spread. And it kind of gave a little bit more of an interpretation and let's say nine times out of 10, which is a completely um, not factual <laughs> statistic because I didn't do any research on myself, but I would say nine times out of 10, the readings were really valid. They were really insightful with things that I was, I was experiencing in my life. And even if one of the cards in the reading, or if I was doing a bigger reading than just the three card spread was kind of confusing, if I revisited it later, I definitely saw how there was um, some things that were speaking to me. And so this is really how I got interested in doing tarot readings with my physical deck. It was a great bridge between the sort of flashcards of my archetype deck and, um, you know, not really using them for readings, but just like looking at them and getting it for information and going to an actual deck that I had to shuffle, that I had to carry around with me, that I had a guidebook and reading. And even to this day, when I'm doing a reading out with um, 
my friends in, you know, a coffee shop or if I'm doing a reading for somebody, I never carry my physical Shadowscapes book anymore because I have it on my phone. So I have the actual guidebook on my phone that I can access at any time. Um, and I have my guidebook at home that I can read through, um, you know, because I really love the physicality of an actual book in my hand. So I started with the Shadowscapes deck um, on my phone, on the app, but soon I'll admit I got kind of greedy because the Shadowscapes was the, the deck that really called to me. It had those foxes, they would show up in my, in my readings, and I then branched out to the Line Strider, which is a completely different um, art deck. It's very minimalist, very watercolor. There are still some foxes, so I got those um, in, in you know, my hot little hands. And my phone screen had the ability to have two cards of the day widgets up. So here I am, you know, several months later um, with my, my cell phone app and my, like, pretty much the entire home screen on my cell phone was taken up with tarot um, images, leaving very few <laughs> spaces for the actual, like, apps to do the things that I'm on the phone to do. Um, and at one point I had um, four different fool's dog apps on my phone because I had four different decks and it was great because I was able to see the different images and the different cards of the day but I was able to actually look at the different ways that artists represent the cards so a four of swords for example is completely different in the Shadowscapes deck than in the Line Strider. And of course, because it's the Four of Swords, there's so many similarities. But I started to see how artists would represent the energy, the message of a card. And then I was also able to really kind of investigate my own experience of a card or, or what I like in being able to read. So I was really gravitating towards the minimalist line strider images but when I would try to start saying things out loud to myself as if I were giving myself a reading and trying to kind of connect the story of what I was seeing in the cards it was much harder for me in an image where there wasn't as much detail so that's when I would go back to the shadowscapes because there was such rich detail that I was able to spend much more time describing each of the cards to myself and again, both of those had that journal option. So I was able to really um, begin to just type even a few little words um, in the app about the, the reading that I had done. And there was an export feature. So there's, you know, on my Google Drive, I now have, you know, several of the different readings that I found meaningful at different points in my, in my time. And I was able to share them with other people via email or upload them straight to my Google Drive. And that just kind of sometimes saves on having to carry around a journal and a, you know, paper and, or a pen and um, the guidebooks and all that stuff. I was just out and about in my daily life and I could be sitting at the doctor's office and I could pull out my phone and I could just give myself a tarot reading in a very discreet way instead of feeling like I was, you know, this 
traveling crystal ball caravan where now I love it, right? Now I have a tarot bag and I carry it around with me and I have my reading cloths and I have a couple of decks and, and, and I do that and I've totally embraced that sort of, you know, part of my life. Um, but for a while there, I was really kind of nervous to even admit to myself that this was something that I was turning to for guidance and for clarity about my life, let alone letting anyone else in my life besides really some close friends and my husband know that I was just so into this. So for those of you that are thinking, okay, maybe I want to explore tarot, but I don't really know. And I certainly am not ready to yet to go to like the Barnes and Noble, you know, Oracle cards, you know, section and kind of try to weed through all the different things and they're expensive. And I don't know which, what if I get the wrong one? I'm going to say I would go with the virtual version just as a way of exploring because what's the worst case scenario is that you spend a couple bucks and you realize eh, you know this isn't really for me and that's no harm no foul right it's like we all downloaded Candy Crush I'm sure at some point and some of us are still addicted to it and others like me are like hell no I'm not playing Candy Crush anymore so that's why I really encourage and like using some of these online technologies because for me, it's been a great way to explore. If you have any questions, um, definitely, you know, ask me about my experience with, you know, using uh, the tarot apps. And I will link to the article that Beth wrote, um, because there are more than just the ones that I talked about out there. I'm sure, you know, she talked about seven other ones, and I just clicked on the first one and kind of went from there. So, Thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, friends. Thanks for listening to Leah Rising, a tarot and creative intuition podcast. As of January 2021, this podcast and all of the information is archived. So feel free to listen to the episodes. The wisdom of the tarot is everlasting. But much of the information about um, booking a reading from people has changed in the last couple of years. So know that there isn't a tarot um, Instagram account or email address or way to get a hold of me for readings at this point. And of course, I will update that in the future if it changes.